What's going on, folks? Welcome back to another iteration of the Bordello. I'm here with Drew Dunn, com- comic out of New York. How you doing, buddy? I appreciate you doing this. We're at JFL. We're yep. in uh, Chris Italia's hotel room <laughs> right now. His ironing board is behind the camera. It's actually supporting the camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. We were just talking about speaking your truth. Oh, yeah. It's... A- <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about how if anybody says that to you, it's already too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak your truth. So, some guy, some guy. I was telling you off ca- off camera before. I was having a talk with some manager yesterday. He was like, you know, when you're, you know, a comic, you want to try to get on stage because you think you deserve to have your truth be heard. And I'm yeah. like, who the fuck have you been representing? Who talks like that? Who? But who? But you know what? What comics are you representing too? Yeah. Y- you know. Also, like that's yeah. a cohort of comic that <laughs> exists. Yeah, yeah. Well, you need to. My truth needs to be heard. It's like, well, you. Sh- why? Why are you starting now? Yeah. Why are you are starting? You, are you lying the rest of the yeah. time? Why do you need to start speaking your truth? Why don't you just fucking do that from the get go? You fucking liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't don't speak your truth. Just speak. Just talk. Just, just talk. Speak your mind. Yeah. Speak your mind speak all the your time. Mind. Like, yeah, yeah. Why are you filtering yourself all the time? My truth needs to be heard. My my story is important. Nobody cares about your story unless you convince me that it's important. I don't care what you do or who you are. You know. I'd probably rather hear my dog speak its truth. Yeah. Than some of the people that say they're speaking the truth. I would it. love to hear my dog speak the truth. You know. Because so instead demor- of him just looking at me, I'd be like, I got a shit. Dude, know? it's so demoralizing <laughs> to me that my dog doesn't speak English. Yeah. Yeah. What does he speak? Spanish. No, he's like. Like mute, he understands English probably. Yeah, he, most consider that the dog understands the language usually or right. cues. Yeah, yeah, kind of, but not really. Sometimes, like my mom will have full-on conversations with him, and I'm like, "What are you doing? He doesn't speak English." Yeah, I think that's more for your mom than the dog. You know, <laughs> mom needs somebody to talk to. But I, I say that, and thing. I'm a bad son. I'll have a chit chat with the dog. You know, ask him how their day is going. How's that? What's going on? You like that? You know, they don't know what the fuck I'm saying. They're just like, he's happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's looking at me. Well, it's fun to well, it's fun to sometimes <laughs> speak in the same you know intonation, cadence, tone, but say horrible things to the dog because yeah. they will never know. Right? Oh, you, you look at you, you little motherfucker! You fat, you fat sack of shit, you! <laughs> Hello, sir. Are you disgusting? Yeah, yeah, man. How long have you been doing stand up? Ten years now? A uh, little under ten years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, about nine and a half years in. Um, I feel like a fucking toddler every time I say that. How old are you? A nine and a half. Uh, yeah, about ten years, man. It's been uh, it's been wild. I did my first open mic uh, in Boston, well, in Cambridge, technically, just outside Boston, January of 2014. Were you living there? I know you're from New Hampshire originally, but were you living in Boston? I was. No, I was. I was born in Boston, and then my, my family lived there for a few years, and I moved to Seattle uh, for like a chunk of my childhood. Then we moved back, and I've been bouncing around New Hampshire ever since. So when I started stand up, I was living in New Hampshire, but. There's a comedy scene in New Hampshire, but it's pretty small, you know, so most of the shows was just around New England, with Boston being kind of the epicenter of that. What was the New England accent like in Washington, out in Seattle? Did they look at you like you were a fucking, like you were a space cadet? Yeah, it's it, the biggest thing is when you say wicked. If you're like, oh, yeah. that's fucking wicked awesome. You know, yeah. people are like, what, do you, what did he just say? Wicked? Like, it's it, they, it, it blew their fucking mind. And then when I came back here, I was, I was like just saying, like, dude way too much, apparently. I don't yeah. know, and they're like, dude. And I'm like, oh, 
guys don't just say that all the time. It's funny that that would throw them off because it's not that far off from how I think they speak on the West Coast where they're like, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. yeah it's wicked. I can imagine them saying that's wicked, dude. Yeah. They don't say that. No, I mean, maybe they do now, but I think they're like, just fucking, you know, wicked's like bad. We're trying to keep the vibes positive, my dude. Sure. We're trying yeah. to keep it up and up. Wicked's a negative. Yeah, wicked's <laughs> negative like wicked connotation. Bad. It's fucking wicked bad, Joe. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely a Boston household, no matter where it was, you know, not necessarily with the accent, but like, it how was many just, kids? I'm one of seven. So oh, fuck. But for, I'm second oldest. My, for the most part of my childhood, you know, it was five boys. That's so like that's a like, 1950s family. Dude, it was bad. I mean, it wasn't like a religious thing either. My parents just didn't understand how fucking birth control works. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if you know this public service announced that if you take antibiotics while you're on birth control, it negates the birth control. And that's like three of my brothers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> your, 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 your mother was just constantly getting like she was staph pregnant. infections. She was pregnant most of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, th I thought about that. My grandfather was one of seven kids too. And we've, we've, had conversations about this before where we've kind of like computed how yeah. often my great grandmother had to have been pregnant but that was in the 1930s yes it's different they you were, were born doing... in the 90s yeah yeah so. they yeah. were they weren't doing it to make sure that the f crops got harvested you no, know what i mean no, no, they no, were no. doing <laughs> no, those are amish numbers made it through the fucking winter you know seven is pretty impressive yeah it's uh, it was wild but yeah i mean it was just a different culture in my house you know like and that was a good thing we moved around a lot but we always had our you know my brothers to like just have friends play wiffle ball games with talk shit i mean we used to do a thing when we lived in seattle called the scooter olympics so me and my brothers some my, some of my brothers skateboarded but we all just rode scooters around we do fucking tricks on them what's the shit. age gap uh my brother oldest it's about brother. two years between each of us okay so it's like so my it's like i'm 31 years. my oldest brother's 33 my and then for the last two it's a big gap so it was like like i said it was mostly five boys between mm. the five the fifth boy and the girl is like 12 years or okay. something like that okay 13 years I, I forget something like that um so the scooter olympics yeah so we would go to the my, my dad worked at microsoft so just these fucking five little shits from new england would just go to Bill Gates's backyard <laughs> and just ride scooters around the broken sidewalks and my dad would just have to like judge it and he was just basically choosing which kid he wanted to be upset with him for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, you fucking won. Fuck you. No way. I did a way better. But either way, then to get our aggression out, aggression out, we would go stand on these two like sprinkler caps at the end of the road and we were we were doing the original version of roast battle in like I don't know, like 1999. Sure. You know what I mean? So sure. we would, the, the name of the game was called Don't Cry. So you'd have to sit there and you would just roast your brother. And if you cried, you lost. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> so no matter, I'm, like what I'm saying is, is we're in fucking, you know, woke, uh, progressive Seattle and we're just talking shit in Bill Gates' the, backyard. The, the, thought, the thought of five little boys from Boston <laughs> yeah. just, just fucking saying the most horrific shit yeah. to one another. Yeah. Just like, yeah, mom said you had the smallest dick out of all of us. In a Next, room, in a room full <laughs> of people. Who really probably want to raise their kids in a way where they feel supported and that oh, they yeah. don't hear anything negative ever. Yeah, my must whole... have been an insane visual. It, it, it's that a... might be a movie, actually, or or a, or a TV show. Yeah, or, or a series or something. Trying to sitcom. Try and tell these fucking industry people that they they just want to keep remaking fucking the same fucking Modern movies family. all over again. <laughs> I have a better chance of pitching that as a as a Spider-Man family alternative reality than I do of actually selling a show. You, like you guys that. could be black, maybe, and it would work. You could That's just be true. a like a black family that goes up to white Seattle and just starts saying crazy black kid or shit to each other. Or black face family, you know, and just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just walk in. Does this really bring the 1930s yeah, just, back? Yeah, just really pitch it. Yeah, it'll be a period piece. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, here's that blackface family just moved yeah. into town. <laughs> yeah, if you did therapy, he'd have the easiest job ever. He'd be like, oh, I just I just figured out exactly why you are what you are yeah, and why exactly. you do stand-up and why you're funny. That's why I don't need therapy. I figured it out myself. Yeah, yeah. You are very funny, by the way. Like, Thanks, I, I, You're not just a comic who I, I, I met. and I, I've seen you do stand-up once, yeah. and I didn't. It was funny, too. Dude, when I met you last year, um, it was like I was at the festival. I just started doing stand up like a couple of months in. Yeah. And because of Chris, I was hanging around the festival. I, I I'd met Chris and we we clicked and uh, he kind of said he liked what I was doing. So he's like, come out. And I and I uh, was at Giannis's show, which you were opening him for. Yeah. And we were speaking. I think earlier that evening we had like run into each other on the street. You were with some industry person, and for some reason. I thought you worked. I thought you were an agent or yeah, something. Yeah. And I was talking to you in the back, and I was like, <laughs> "It's probably so stupid." I was like, probably like, you know, I've been doing stand up for a couple months now. You know, I yeah. tell you, it's you may not really understand it, but you know, I I got a long road ahead of me, and I it's it's not easy, but I'm, I'm gonna work it. And you're, yeah. <laughs> you're just such a nice guy that you weren't like belittling me or being patronizing to me. Didn't even know you were a comic. Went out into the room waiting the show to start, and you step out as yeah. the opener. I'm like, what the fuck? What? You didn't even want to trip? That was. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. You're doing that thing you and then do. I think you I started talking in a British accent. You did. You did that. You did that thing. Problem for you. So yeah, I was right. dying because I was like, I see what he's doing here, but there was just it was a lot to process. I'm like, oh my god, he's, yeah. he's, he's a comic. He's funny. He's doing a thing now. Right. He's speaking right. in the British accent. You know. Then you come yeah. in, you're like, I'm from Boston. I'm a fucking idiot, actually. I, I was laughing right away. You were one of. The, it's one of the hardest I've laughed at, at stand up ever. And you just did ten minutes. I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. Oh, thanks. So man. I'm ha- I'm happy to have you on here because you're you're a really fucking funny guy. I hope it all works out for you. I think it will because eventually, like the cream has to rise to the top, dude. But, I appreciate that, man. but yeah, like, it, it takes a long time in this fucking business. You but know? write and write those ideas down, dude. Like that is a good idea for us. If nothing else, a sketch. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. It's five little crazy motherfuckers running around like you know. Like a bunch of, I don't know, like a backyard with wind chimes. Yeah, right, like a, right, right. Or something. I don't know. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, dude. And of course, yeah, when, when, I, when I first met you, I mean, a lot of comics, especially some seasoned comics, can be kind of dick or short with people. But I don't know. I, that's what I love about comedy in general is that if you're doing it right, if you're a real comic, every comedian's story is a rags to riches story in some form or another it's an underdog tale for everybody everybody starts doing shit shows and open mics and and grinding out and like no matter who whatever who whoever's at this festival no matter how famous they are they all fucking ate a dick in an empty room at one point they all did their first show at some point you know um and that's the beauty of it. It's like, and that's why I think there's camaraderie in being a comic when you do rise through the ranks in the right way and go and, and don't skip rungs. And that, I think that's why there's less respect out of the big comics for guys that kind of jump to the top and then, you know, start selling tickets for some one thing or another and then work their way back down. Uh, for me, I think if anybody can figure out what they're doing in this world with the internet and the kind of the murky waters of the industry of we don't know whose show's getting made or what's coming next – uh, fucking hats off to you, but good luck maintaining it because that's the hardest thing to do, I think, is keeping shit going. And now, especially now with the internet, you can get pops, you can get a million views in a day, but how do you make it? How do you do that in in five years again? And how do you do that throughout the entire time? Or how do you stay good, yeah. or or be good? Like the, the the trouble with the trouble with popping off on the internet, I find, is it doesn't necessarily equate to like quality at the craft. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of that's kind of an issue now, and it feels like, you know, it's it's a chicken or the egg thing. Did the following? Did you accrue the following because you were good, or did it happen in spite of the fact that you were good and you kind of became popular? Uh, you know, 
because of a couple of viral things. Yeah, and that and, and the internet is it's all niche now. Like everything's a very specific audience. So you could post a joke about soccer tomorrow, and sure. you could reach twelve million people that are all soccer fans. And that doesn't mean any of them are going to come to your show, nothing. or even if they come and see you live, that they'll even like what you're doing. Live. You know what I mean? So, and and that's true for everybody. You do a joke about relationships, you're going to reach that little piece of the pie of the internet you do a joke about impressions you're going to reach that little piece of pie of the internet and the goal is i think to just what when you reach those little pies pieces it's just kind of keep scooping stuff onto your plate and yeah eventually to, be, to be able to kind of apply it to a few things so that you're not just you know uh, super you know super zeroed in on one like type of subject matter unless that's what you really love and that's what you want to do i, forever, I guess but that's yeah. not who i am I, not, I like variety i don't want to do that either yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to just be a guy that does one thing like there are some people that are italian comics which means they only perform for wops right and they right. only fucking they do wop jokes being italian and, and i what did it's like i did one of those yeah. shows once and i was like i was like a fucking i was an alien to them because yeah. i i i kind of talked about my life but i wasn't talking about like you know the like, like the ravioli of, that I yeah, had for lunch. Right, right, You right. know, it was a little... Do a pasta joke! Yeah. <laughs> nah, you know. And the, the the problem with those two is sometimes the people that go to Italian comedy shows also, and this is a real issue, is their brains are melting out of their ears. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In, in what way? Like, uh, I, I referenced the Golden Gate Bridge in a joke, and someone pulled me aside after, like, uh, like a pro, who's a pro-Italian comic. Yeah. And he's like, you know, that was good. But I think you lost a lot of people. You lost me anyway with all the, the American references and stuff. You know, it was, it was a show in Southern Ontario. Okay. I think you gotta you gotta know your out. You know, you gotta you know your crowd. You gotta know your audience. You gotta. Sure. I was like, dude, it's the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, that's one of the most iconic. If things. you don't know what the Golden Gate Bridge is, yeah. it can't help you. If you've never watched the Niners play on a Sunday, yeah. and just seen the <laughs> pan across the bay. Yeah, I don't know what planet you're living on. I don't think you're a guy who's gonna get what I'm doing. Right, right. But there's a lot of that battle in the beginning where you're like, "Fuck, I think I might be misunderstood." Sure, sure. But, but a lot but, of that but is it, it will. It is enough to drive you insane because you do sound like a crazy person when you say that, even yeah. just to yourself. Yeah, they don't get me. It's them, not me. Is it? It's a yeah. little bit of both. I think like you don't have to tailor what you do to get to every audience. But for me, if I'm like. Because you do such wide variety of shows as a comic. Some of them are going to be at a comedy club with a very diverse audience, or you're going to be in New York talking to tourists, or you're going to be in the middle of Oklahoma talking to those people, or you're in a fucking nursing home, or you're in a brewery, or you're in a fucking teacher's meeting outing, whatever the fuck. You do so many different gigs that you want to be able to tweak your act to optimize it for those people, but you don't want to be customizing what you do for a specific place, you know, like there's some references I have to change when I come to Canada, for example, compared to when I'm in the US. And it's usually little things like, like if I do a bit where I reference like Walgreens or a specific pharmacy or a specific chain that's not as popular or not as big here, then I just switch those things out. But I'm not going to not do the joke that I don't, unless I don't think it'll work at all, or it doesn't make any sense. But sure. if it's just like a frame of reference like that, like it'd be like you saying the Statue of Liberty and they're like, we're in Canada, kid. Don't talk about yeah. that. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right, 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 right. You've never seen a postcard. What are right. we doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So I think you want to optimize your sets, but you don't need to like write what you do for people. And like we said with the internet stuff, if everything's niche, like, and that's how the world is now. No, nobody's mass appealing. Nobody's going to be as big as a, a Kevin Hart. And if you do, you're going to be the one guy or the one girl that, that does that, you know? 
So the goal is to gather an audience and, and grow that audience in size by doing what you do, being great at it and having people be like, Oh, I like that, you know, uh, because that's the goal. The goal is to get your, your audience, get, get people to fuck with you rather than like what you used to have to do, especially with TV shit is you'd have to become a different person. Like look at like what George Carlin had to do when he was first on TV compared to who he was when he actually became, you know, the comic that we know and love, you know? He, he had to really. I'm not, adapt. I'm not familiar with his television shit. Well, he I he was a, stand up. It was almost a character. He was like a filtered, polished like guy. You can go watch, watch his old appearances. Like it's, he would make late night appearances type of yes, thing. Yes, he was silly. He would do characters. He wasn't. God. He wasn't speaking his truth. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. But he that's was, the point, yeah, and yeah. that's to go to go back to what I said. You should be speaking your truth all the time, and you should just hope that there's enough people on the planet that like what you're saying. So I I, I think. You could kind of sum up what you're saying in one, you know, in in, in, in one takeaway, I guess, which is I, ideally you want to do it without selling your soul. Yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. that means. You want to you want to create a version of yourself that is the best version of self for that night or that yeah, situation, yeah, or that video, or whatever yeah. it is. Or just on a more in a more broad way, you don't want to sell your soul completely in terms of how you do it. Like you know, I. You know, don't become a character that isn't comfortable to you, that you're doing in a very yeah. pained way where you're like, I feel like I got to do this to get laughs, but this isn't me and this doesn't feel real. In some ways, it's like doing it the other way where you kind of take a long time to build, um, you know, an audience and build yourself up as a comic while trying to actually speak the way you normally yeah. speak and think can be harder, but I feel like it's more rewarding and i think you get more respect from other comics which kind of like is the only thing i really personally care about i think everything else kind of is like uh, you know uh, uh, a thing that happens by osmosis like it'll just happen through uh you know through doing it well like if you're doing yeah. it well other comics respect you and then you don't almost have to worry about the audience you'll be good at the craft at that point and they'll kind of they'll kind of get it or find you that's kind of my hope like it's naive to think that you know, any one of us will be another Kevin Hart. I don't even, I don't want to be personally. Right. It happened. I'm sure he lives a good life. It's kind of cool, but it's like. It's a lot though. Yeah. It is a lot. Yeah. Maybe I mean, we some even people... saw last night with Burt Kreischer coming to the party last night. He was just getting mobbed by people, yeah, bro. He just like... wanted to come and hang oh, out with God. comics and have a good time. Yeah. And people wouldn't stop taking oh, pictures. They wouldn't fucking leave him alone. It's like, do you really think that's what he came here for? Do you really think he came here to take pictures with you, you fucking schlub? Or did he, or did he come here to fucking relax and try and be a part of like a fun festival with people that he knows yeah. and likes? Like, act like you've been here before too. Uh, like, Jesus Christ, dude! Any, I, I'd be afraid to give some of the fucking people that I know like a guest pass to anything for that. Oh exact yeah, reason, dude, dude, exactly. You, just you don't got, know how you, they you got, yeah, you no, you gotta know, yo, dude. Some of the fucking guys I grew up with, like who I went to high school with, dude, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Catholic all boys high school with mostly Irish and Italian kids. I would not bring them right, in public right. ever, really. Yeah, yeah. I'd Prefer yeah. to keep them in a basement or just let a group chat. You yeah, know? exactly. Well, the group chat's enough. Yeah, you know, keep fuck, them, get them out of your basement. Fucking guys, I played hockey with. You know. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, it's Chrissy D. You yeah, know? <laughs> right, right, right. Like uh, you know, like some of the stuff I get asked is like, yeah, you, 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 was Chrissy D there? Yeah, he was there. How was he? He was good. Yeah, he was, right. he, he was funny. You know, that's it. You, you, Chrissy D, Chrissy Chaos. Yeah, that, that's his podcast. Right. I don't know. What are we doing here? What do you, you want know? me to say? What do you yeah. want me to say? You know, but you um, go up and hug him and, and ask him for something. Like, it's such a yeah. weird thing, man. No, it's but, but it's like um, uh, it's almost like it's almost like not many people kind of get to that level of notoriety. So it's like if you're gonna do the thing, you may as well do it the way that feels i'm gonna barf a little saying this that feels authentic sure yeah you know 
just so that you don't feel like you're losing yourself or losing your soul every time you go up. Yeah, I agree. I, the and way I, you can think about it, and this helps like my brain as far as like when you make those tweaks to, like I said, to optimize what you're doing or present yourself in a right way, whether it's to a network or whatever it is, is like if you're you're a cake and you're going to make your own flavor of cake, it's going to be the best fucking cake you've ever had. You're proud of the cake flavor. It's moist. It's fucking awesome. Such a fat guy thing to think about. But a cake is like... <laughs> But you can take that that <laughs> flavor of cake and adapt it and, and decorate it however you want, right? It can be for a birthday. It can be for an anniversary. It can be for a fucking wedding. But that cake is still you. It's still the same. It's still a fucking dope flavor, but you're putting it yeah. on the table in a place that's it's like, why is there a birthday cake at the end? Of, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're trying to make a fucking really good cake. Yeah, and some, and some people just say, you know what? I'm not even going to bother with the cake. I'm just going to serve them fucking sfogliadelle. Yeah, and some people transition to croissants. You know, you can do whatever you fucking want in this world. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah. No, I mean, this is hitting particularly hard because I did like a crowd of, I talked about this on the pod last week or whenever this comes out. I don't know, on a recent pod that I, we're banking this and I don't know when this is coming out, but whatever. Like I, I I did a room of really old people in the suburbs. Yeah. And my stuff just wasn't hitting the way it was supposed to. And I was able to kind of like, you know, win them back. Right. I was hosting for the first time ever. I was telling you about this last night. I yeah. Was, so I, I hosted a show I never had before. I thought it'd be a good thing to do because I thought hosting's tough and it's a good muscle to have. I'll try working on it. It'll be a new thing to like just get good at. And it's like, you know, as I'm doing it, I'm like, of course this isn't working. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to hit them with the next one. And it's almost like I got to preface this and say, yeah, I don't know why I'm going to do this, but fuck it. I'm going to hammer this home even fucking even harder. We'll see how you know, deep the rabbit hole goes here. Like, right, you right, kind of, right, right. It's like, it's like I'm almost apologizing preemptively for stuff because I'm like, yeah, you're not going to like this fucking joke about whatever thing, you know, that typically works better at bar shows yeah. downtown at but 10 I, o'clock at night with I, younger people. But but I had a realization where I was like, oh, of course, this isn't going to work. You got to do a better job of kind of managing that. How do you do that? Maybe your stuff isn't written well enough because if you write a little better, you know, you know, you're kind of taking people more on the journey and, and sure. there's like more of like an unintentional kind of laughter that occurs not to get technical and weird and nerdy, but that's, I don't know. It's hitting home what you're saying, because I've, I've noticed that it's, it's kind of an issue that I'm going to have to, you know, it, deal and with and learn part of that being new and all. Yeah. And, and it, it, you're always going to have a new, if you're doing it right, you'll always have a situation that you're like, Oh, I don't know how the fuck this is going to go, you know, but then that's where you get better is in those situations. Cause now you'll, you'll probably face it again and you'll get better and better. But um, yeah, I think when you're, when you're doing jokes that you don't know will work for the audience, if you have that thought in your head and you say that while you're presenting that joke, I did it once, which is a horrible move. Yeah. I'm just going to say that like the crowd, the crowd eats that fucking energy up. So if they see you not trusting your material, they're not going to be like, don't worry, we got you. No. But if you go up there and go, I don't care who you are. This is fucking funny. And you deliver yeah. it like it's fucking funny and you know, it's going to work. It might not kill the way it should, but it's going to get a better reaction at least than like them going like, well, if you don't know about it, neither and do people we. know. Yeah. People, people know what you're going for. It's almost like there's more respect there. If you kind of just bite down on the mouthpiece and do it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I, what I did was I, I didn't do it in a way that was uncomfortable. I did it in a way that was like, actually kind of like it worked and they laughed at my preemptive almost apology. But, right. I, but in my mind, I knew it was a bitch. Ass sure. Move. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Well, and that's it wasn't like, please love me. It was like, it was like, I, I kind of navigated it in a way that was a little like neurotic almost yeah. and it worked, but I was like, that's just fucking, Oh, this is, I hate that I'm doing this. Yeah, this is fucking, that's so not good. But also addressing, 
doesn't like if a joke doesn't go well and then addressing it is a tool that you have it's not something that you should use every time it's the same thing with like crowd work or any of this stuff they're all tools that you have on your fucking belt while you're on stage you don't want to go up there with fucking three hammers and fucking hitting all the nails but if all of a sudden there's a nail on the wall you I fucking like, take I like the way you acted that out yeah, fucking, ah, <laughs> i do weird shit with hammers dude <laughs> show you the hammer yeah fucking a but yeah that's what i mean is like you want you want to develop those tools in your belt you know sometimes you have to do fucking hack moves to get out of a situation you know you're doing fucking shows at a funeral home what are you gonna go up there and die in the hill or are you gonna start zigging and zagging a little bit nice you know? pun yeah <laughs> dude i did a funeral home once I, uh, like, not, <laughs> funeral a, not, a home? not a funeral home i did a eulogy uh, once I, I killed a eulogy dude i killed my grandmother's eulogy she, last year dude she was already dead it's easy to kill <laughs> no i, I do I, no, it, was, it was great dude I, uh, I, I was really what is one of my proudest moments in comedy dude and it was like before i was doing comedy i brought I, I i i think i kind of like successfully crafted a dick joke into yeah. my grandmother's eulogy that's nice I'm sure she would. Or a dick that. reference. Yeah, no, I think she would have. She was proud. It was. I was talking about a cousin's dick, and she was very proud of the dick. Oh, actually. that's good. So she that's good. So my cut, my dude, my cousin. <laughs> my cousin was like two years old now, dude. His cock was so big they couldn't circumcise him. They're like, it's too, it's not good. Wow, because they're like, it's a started. problem. He needs all the skin he can get. I don't know why medically they couldn't do it, but the explanation basically could be summed up in the following sentence: It's too big. <laughs> And then what wound up happening was both yeah, sides too. of the family are like arguing over who he got it from. So naturally the father claims it yeah, subtly, not in a way that's classless to his in-laws family, but he's kind of like, yeah, you know, it is my son, you know, see, whatever. that is a gene that I want to have tracked on like 23 and me and ancestry.com. Oh, yeah. oh, like, yeah. sure. I'm, I'm fucking Croatian. I'm Italian. I'm Irish. I'm whatever. Who gave me my big fat cock? By the way, <laughs> they're able to find out where it comes they from. They definitely can. They, they they just think the people aren't ready for it. They're holding back. The, it's like the UFOs. They're holding back they're, the, no, they're the origin of the big that. dicks. <laughs> yeah, because no, because they think that we're too... Uh, no, they think we can't handle the truth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can't handle this cock. You can't handle the truth, bro. None of it. Right, No, right. no, no. no, no. I, I believe there has to be a way. Dude, apparently they could tell how big your dick is based on like your... Um, ring finger index sorry your your ring finger ratio to your index so men who have like a longer um ring finger in relation to their index finger tend to have been exposed to more testosterone in the womb or something okay it's not bro science this is actually a big cock well i think it leads to risky behavior being better at sports you know being more wild and erratic a lot of these guys become stockbrokers. Now, granted, <laughs> granted, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but you know, but gr- granted, yeah. N- by the way, n- never, never put a man on the spot. Never say that in public in a room with men where yeah. women are present. And definitely don't go. Let me see your hands right after. No, that. no, yeah. you could do, you could do it if you want to impress a woman, kind of subtly. Yeah, right. But you got to drop it in a conversation in a way that doesn't look forced. Which you know, if anyone has any EQ, they'll kind of see what you're doing. You right, got to be right. very, very subtle, very with, sociopathic, almost with your big dick it. information. Yeah. But but if you think that's something you want to share, yeah, you also can't do it if you happen to have the index uh, to fucking the, the the ring figure to index right, ratio. Right. But your dick isn't all that. You can't bring it up if you're implying a thing. You can if you think you're never going to sleep with the woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave it up to the imagination. <laughs> 
But um, I just I'm, I'm hoping what? fucking RFK starts talking about this shit in this presidential campaign. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Here's There's what I like: the mercury in the water is very <laughs> here's, devastating. Here's what I like about him: is he'll talk about anything, yeah, uh, that he observes or reads in the literature. Yes, yes. So if he's saying, listen, like this is an uncomfortable thing that I want to talk yeah. about, but. The fact is, like you know, the, the you fact know, is the phthalates, the phthalates in the water. You can tell that a baby's gonna have a big cock based on how much mercury is in the water. The regional, yeah, or the rate of people that have big cocks <laughs> is going down. He would talk about that. It's affecting penile size. Yeah, the penile sizes. Yeah. The, the data shows that you know, it goes through the roof. Here's a very, here's a very good subtle way of implying that you have a bigger dick, right? When I was growing up, this yeah. wasn't a thing at all. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't a thing at all. There were no phthalates in the water. Yeah. We have absolutely normal penile sizes, Everybody. and if you look at our penile range, it's much larger than what you're than what you're seeing now with Gen Z. You can tell my dick's been out this entire time I've been talking, and no one's noticed. Yeah. <laughs> no, he would have to imply that he's got a hammer. Uh oh, I see what you're he's saying. He's like back yeah. in my day, there wasn't any of this shit. Yeah. People yeah, my yeah. age, the boomers are all we're all packing, but these these young. Yeah, I see what you're saying. All, like, you know, there's a, there's a, I feel bad for them. There's an epidemic. I in couldn't America. live if I had such a small penis. There's an epidemic of small penises in America, especially on the youths. Oh my and God. I've looked at a lot of youth penises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done double blind placebo they're the, they're studies. In, they're in the charts. I see them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A, dude. Yo, man, you, uh, when did you stop playing baseball? Uh, that was my senior year of college. So. 21 20 22. i was 22 i was tw 20 okay yeah I was fully 20. developed man so yeah. you so you so you 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 were in showers of fully developed men. oh yeah 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 i, I bring this up because that was, that's one thing they don't at tell 15, you it doesn't count it's not fair no There's a disparity and that's one thing they don't tell you about college sports if you are trying to be a college athlete is you will see a lot of cocks a lot of cocks and balls a lot of people talking about their dicks and i think that's comparing I, them it's it's across the board of every sport i think but in baseball, it's a, it's definitely a college ritual. I think they don't talk about it because it's implied. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, you're gonna. It's, it's understood that it's gonna happen. Now, if you start seeing your teammates' buttholes, that's on you. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the sport. Yeah, isn't that's... it crazy? It never goes beyond the paint. <laughs> yeah, it's just the. You might see the grundle of someone's tucking and having some fun, but yeah. you know, if you start seeing your teammates' goats you're, and buttholes, you're, you're into some bad fucking initiation you, shit. Yeah, you got. That's some, a bad team culture. You got some strange folks on your team. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you definitely have some boys that that. Probably I never did any serious initiations in any sports I played in, yeah. despite playing at relatively high levels. It's because the highest level of sport I ever played at was soccer, and they're just a little more fruity in soccer. Sure. They wouldn't do that. They're more insecure about it. There's a lot of Arabs. They don't want to do that sort of shit. They don't right. want to see your. Nothing they don't want to see your balls. Nothing, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. A lot of Africans too. A lot of Christian Africans. It is interesting that they're not into lot, it at all. A lot of the American initiation stuff is very like, gay. It's very gay. It's very specifically gay. gay. Yeah, mine was mine for baseball. For me, it was more like it's so it was gay all drinking. It's it was like drinking stuff. It yeah. was never like take your pants off. No, no, no. Tie no. tie your cocks together. You know. No, but no, but it's almost like it's so gay. It's it's almost straight. Yeah, because most of the guys are straight. Yeah, statistically, most men in society are straight, but most men that play sports are straight. Yeah, Not there's all, one, but most. There's right? one relief pitcher having a blast. He's having, he's having the time, <laughs> he's of, his having the time yeah, yeah. of his life. He's like, this is just like they talked about. They're doing this for free? Fuck yeah, you know, yeah. Women gotta go to strip clubs to see. I this gotta sort get of shit. ones for shit like this. But yeah. I like, I I think there's um, there's not as much of that that happens in soccer. Mm. So I I don't know if you experience this at all, but but there there are some fucked up stories that I've heard from hockey, which yeah. I wasn't a part of. Hockey's still a real bro sport because it's a lot of 
you know, it's a lot of white Canadiana right, guys. Right, right, yeah. That Not kind a of lot energy. of people make the, the crossover. It's a lot of barstool sports energy. For sure, for sure. You know? Yeah, I played hockey when Frat I was, like, energy. super young, but not, like, I stopped when I was, like, fucking 10 or something like that just because it was so expensive five boys trying to play hockey we're like fuck this oh yeah play no. baseball get you a glove it'll last you the rest of your life yeah man america's pastime yeah, yeah. no I, I think pickleball is the next thing dude I, i've been joking dude, everybody everybody's I've been joking fucking... about it. it's the sport of the people dude all you need is a little industrial plastic and you're off to the races dude it's, dude. it's fat boy tennis you, and, and you never fuck up pong. a serve it's fucking <laughs> you never fuck up a serve dude it's ping pong on steroids that's what's it fun is. about it because yeah. it feels like you're playing ping pong but you could sweat it's like they shrunk you down to the size of the ping pong it's not as embarrassing yeah i know a guy who was once betting on Ukrainian table tennis. I never looked at him the same. Yeah. If I yeah. find out he's betting on pickleball, I think, okay, at least like there's a little bit more respectability there. I don't yeah. know why that is. I think it's just because there seems like there's more physical mobility. I don't know. There's if more you, running involved. I get more if, lateral movement. If you are betting on pickleball, though, I think it's safe to say you have a problem. Yeah, but I think table tennis is worse because it feels like a game. I agree. If you're if you're betting on anything that is relatively close to ping pong, you're fucking pr in pretty <laughs> deep on game. It's, you're not up. You're not in the green if you're betting on that stuff. You're not like, man, I've been winning so much. What other sports? I know I a do? lot of degenerates up here. Yeah, do you have I, any degenerate I, friends? I, most of my friends. Great. Are Let's play a game called what's the craziest thing that any of your friends have gambled on i'll start uh greyhounds in india <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude i have a friend who once told me he <laughs> wait the buses are the actual dogs <laughs> no no the dogs i bet you the bus is gonna get here in eight minutes <laughs> over under what do you got <laughs> okay so he's at the dog race oh i didn't God. even know they still did these dog races did I. it was in india oh, i was in india okay, yeah I missed that <laughs> and uh i think he was on a heater one night and um, he told us that he was betting on horses, which is a degenerate thing to bet on. But it's a classic, classic gentleman's gentleman thing. degenerate. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a gentleman if it's OK. You're a degenerate if you're there every day. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're doing it online regularly, sure, because tough. going yeah. to the races is it's nice. Fun. It's you an take event. the lady. Yeah. You get it. You put a fancy hat. Yeah. On, she never gambles. Suit. She does. The demon comes out of her. Yeah, you know, yeah. you realize why they're into true crime and blood sports right, and stuff right. and why they probably let, you know, they're getting, screaming at a horse. You've never fuck, seen that yeah. face. You know, <laughs> understand why they probably like, you know, the gladiators in Rome. You know, they have yeah, a thirst yeah, for that sort yeah. of, thing. you know, it's like it's all everything's primal. Ultimately, totally. everything we're doing is just. An evolution of that yeah, yeah, baseline. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, so so that's kind of okay. But online, not so much. And and I have a friend who was telling me and another buddy that he was betting on horses. And this is actually, I think, when he decided to like take a break. He didn't stop. He still gambles. But he's like, yeah, yeah. No, I think I got to maybe take it easy. It might have been like that given week. He's like, yeah, I think I'm... This is not happening for me this week. He fucking bet on, he bet on a horse and the jockey fell off the horse out of the gate, which, you know, is a crazy visual. Yeah, you ever, I've never wild. seen a jockey fall off a horse ever. Imagine, dude, there's 12 horses in the race and the one guy that you bet on because of his fucking name yeah. randomly happens to be the one that right off the off. gate. This, this little Filipino guy falls off the horse. You know, I'm talking about this guy like he's a degenerate, dude. I once went on a heater. I, you know, I shouldn't talk. I once bet on an Indonesian third division soccer. That's fucking and wild. I, and I'm convinced that when you do that, when you place the bet, there's a guy with an earpiece in Indonesia who gets a notification and some guy says to him, we got one. Yeah. yeah Give him yeah. a penalty. Right, right. Because what happened there was I, I went on a heater once. I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod before. I might have. Um, I've talked about how once I tried... I tried actually, you know, they say the house always wins. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I'll become the house during the world cup in 2014. I start in 2018. Sorry. I started taking action on my buddies. Yeah. Um, like bets. And I was like, I'll match it by 5%. And I became Sam three, six, five. I was illegally taking money. Okay. Uh, like through e-transfer, which is like our version of cash app, which we yeah. had longer here than we have, than you have down there. And you know, 
And guys were just, and it was crazy too, because my rule was if the money comes in in time, then your money's good. The bet's good. So guys started sending me money unsolicited as they're sending me the text. It would be like late at night. I wouldn't even have a chance to approve it. And they'd be like fucking sending me like, I had to change the rules. They would be sending me like two bucks for like a potentially. Like $30,000 <laughs> fucking thing. Like, I, yeah, I was yeah. like, I ain't got it, you know? Yeah. Like you're going to ruin me if this hits for two bucks. You know, I don't have enough like a volume for this to be worth right, it. Right. So I had to like change the rules. I was like, you got to bet at least 10 bucks or yeah, something, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I was like, the house always wins. But that that guy who actually, you know, um, that guy who was betting on, like, greyhounds and racehorses actually was the one who kind of made me stop. Because I found he was he was a serious gambler. Yeah. Meaning, like, he took it seriously and he was smart. Like, calculated. Yes, and even the times he would lose, he would lose more often than he would win. I think I was almost even with him, which is impressive. Um, but even the times he would lose, I wouldn't enjoy my day right i wasn't right, enjoying the right. world cup i was like sweating through it i was like fuck he's yeah like, this he, better happen this needs the to, bets yeah. would come in i'd be like fuck i i wish i had money on you know on your side <laughs> yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah. smart you know <laughs> yeah. fucking serbia over over two and a half yeah the one thing shit. to They're, be the house the one thing they have is a, a lot of fucking money they can and go a lot they of volume go, they can yeah. go down a hundred thousand dollars and have a hundred thousand suckers that pay back the one guy some greek know? motherfucker who i went to college with whose identity became his person because he was a fat kid he was not a bad human but like he was like always fat in high school and i think he realized that he can get attention from everyone especially women but mm. like just everyone just by being the crazy gambling guy okay so he kind of leaned into it and i think when he caught wind of it once he he began he was like trying to bully me into like accepting this ludicrous bet. Well, you know, he was like, I'll bet five hundred bucks, but the payout if I win is like, you know, it's like a four to one. It's like you gotta pay out three grand. I'm like, fuck, I don't know, dude. I've been doing this for like two weeks, it's a little yeah. rich for my blood. He was right. fucking trying to bully me into That's it. So you know? crazy. So bad. But I um so I've talked about that before, but I never talked I don't know if I've ever talked about this one heater I went on. <laughs> when I when I quit when I quit working, when I uh and, and tried to like pursue like income making online mm -hmm. just to like be able to, you know, do stand up and pursue that freely and shit. I, I also started like doing other random things. Like I would yeah. start looking for scores yeah, yeah, where yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, maybe this could be me. Maybe I'll be a sport handicapper. Right, and right. I went and I, like, I think I, I put like 150 bucks on like a UFC fight and I won. So oh, I, wow. so I, I had like 300 and I was like, great, withdraw the 150, withdraw the principal. Now see how long we can, you know, go on for. And I wound up doing pretty well the first week. And, in week two, I think I wound up being up like five thousand dollars. Nice. Or I was up seven thousand in total, but I was up five thousand in one week. Okay. And I'm thinking, great, this is going well. Yeah. Five thousand is the new standard. That's the benchmark. If I make five grand a week, I'm a one percenter. Right, you know? right, right, right. So then I started chasing five grand, and in week three, I started losing. Yeah, yeah. And I wound up like I wound up exiting on top because I was like, I can never do this again. Yeah, right, right. You, you know. I was, it was, it was bad. Like I, I think I lost like two grand that next week. So I was, I, not only was I, even though I, I'd made a little bit of money, I felt defeated because I, right. like, I just lost two grand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You should think about what you could do with that money oh, and what fuck. you should have done exactly. and all that shit. Yeah. But because I was chasing, you know, <laughs> I was chasing that same, like that same, you know, uh, yield for that given week. Right. I told myself, uh, I'm going to work. I gotta, I've gotta follow this like atp division two tennis shit yeah 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 i've got to stay up late there's no other soccer going on indonesian third tier it's all they've got on 888sport.com in my mind i was going to work right right you know yeah. it was just not it was not good in my mind i was committed to it i was like this is 
I, I'm really committed to my future here. Yeah, that's not good, dude. No, that's why I stopped. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the good move. The good move is to bail. The good, yeah. the good move is to bail because that's the psychology of a person who's trying to to win. If you do it once, you're like, I did it once. Do it again. Like, I turned into Goggins, dude. Right, I was like, right, you know, right. it was like fucking, you know. Who's going to carry the best? You, you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. No, I was, I was like, you gotta do it. Don't fucking be soft. I was scared. I was like, I, you know, I don't know what's happening. I'm losing money this weekend. I'm just I had this little voice in the back of my head telling myself, fucking, don't quit. Yeah, don't quit. Yeah, yeah. There's better some, than that. There's some things you should oh, quit. God. Like working out, don't quit. No, gambling. Yeah. it's okay to quit. Yeah, it's okay. Stand up comedy for some people. Quit. So most. <laughs> a lot of people should <laughs> a lot quit. Of, a lot of folks. A lot of people Not should gonna quit. name any names, but I got three in my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I got twenty. I'm a fucking open micer. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. You know a lot more than I do. shit. No, so, but anyway, to get back to the cock talk. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see that thing. <laughs> I, I, I got nowhere to go with this. I don't know. I don't even remember why I asked you fucking yeah, I about, 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 I think I asked you when you stopped playing baseball because I was going to, I was oh, trying yeah, to gauge yeah. whether or not you saw a bunch of adult dicks. I was yeah, just going to say, I was going to say, you know, a lot of guys have small dicks. That's yeah. all. No, I and quit. it is what it is, you it know, is like, true. But, it is funny to see, uh, you know, sample like a, a decent sample size of, of dicks. Yeah, I'm like, all right, here's where I'm actually at, you know, in in the region. Yeah, even if even if you're like, because uh, the national average is a joke. There's some dude <laughs> with a micro dick just dragging down the average, you know. I have this joke. I've been trying to I've been trying to retool this for a while. I have a theory about like how uh, black guys stereotypically get like, uh, you know. You know, black guys stereotypically have bigger dicks. I have a theory about like how that happens, about how they constantly get ranked among like, the longer dick sizes. I think mm. it's because like they never want to reveal they never want to reveal their medical information. <laughs> but the ones that do, it's like they have such a big dick that their like desire to show off their dick like supersedes <laughs> their desire to be private and covert and yeah. coy about their medical information. Yeah, like so they that. show it off and it skews the data. And I said that in a room full of senior citizens last week for like the third time ever, and they just didn't like it. It was like, you know. Like I think they have big dicks because they're black. <laughs> like, that's that's the old person's black, mindset. Yeah. There's no need. At least to, in my experience, that's I, what I. Well, I don't really like thinking about them. <laughs> it's like okay, grandma. A couple of fre- a couple of freaks who just <laughs> been harboring this like uh, you know this 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 deep uh, resentment for themselves yeah. for that one time they did that one thing in 1972. Right, right, exactly, you know? yeah. yeah. I mean, I think about that. Something. There's so many unsolved Pardon players. me for doing a bit on air, by the way. It's yeah, just, but it's just where my brain went. I don't know. I'm trying, not, to, I'm trying to work it so out. Many, uh, it's not even a real, I don't know. There's so many unsolved murders in the world and probably so many people that are in nursing homes like knowing like they fucking killed someone. Maybe they don't remember anymore because they're like demented and stuff now, but... There's at least somebody who's like playing chess right now against somebody, and they both killed somebody together. You know what I mean? Like that—that's yeah. happening. That's right the now. only way that they can kind of just uh, you know continue to survive and exist is just yeah. through mental stimulation. And, and then when they say checkmate, that's like what oh, they said God. when they killed the guy. So they're like checkmate, yeah. and then they look at each other and smile. And you imagine how great it must be to kill someone with another person. Just the mutually assured destruction, yeah. not the actual act of killing someone. Uh, maybe that's what, I don't know, but but, but the but bond, the bond, yeah. like the knowing the mutually assured destruction that occurs if one of you guys goes yeah. and blabs. Yeah, that's like you're you gotta, in it forever. You got a sidekick. You're fucking in Batman it forever, and Robin dude. shit. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, yeah, it can happen right. by accident. You Whoops. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If the maid comes in here now, she fucking we we we, we even if she just fell down and like hit her head, we barely you know, know what I mean. Other. We're like, holy shit! <laughs> you know, dude, we just watched the lady die. We got to do something about yeah, that. Yeah, there's some there's some lady from fucking Nicaragua yeah. and two white guys in a room. I don't know, bro. This doesn't look good. We she falls do onto your fucking tripod. It goes through her. We have to now explain that we didn't stab. Like, fuck this dude. It's gonna be easier Good to just Lord. hide the body than it yeah, is. Yeah, and we barely know each yeah, other. Right. We we've not had that many interactions, <laughs> and now we're you know we're boys. Yeah. 
No, I think uh, you, you know it's really impressive to me that, that anyone can keep something like that a secret, though. Like I, like I grew up around Italian women, so mm. the thinking that like anyone can keep a secret, yeah, right. is impressive to me. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. But there have to be some people that are taking stuff to the grave every day. Yeah, I mean, you hear about deathbed confessions, and I bet you there's a lot more people that die with the information than actually are like, <laughs> yeah, by the way, I killed 13 people in 1978. See ya. Which is so. <laughs> infuriating to think about yeah just because i want the juice right right i want to know what people are taking to the grave just the thought that people are taking juicy information the thought that people are taking tea to the grave yeah is crazy to me well that would be fun i love hearing the tea from my girlfriend it would be fun if you could like extract that from somebody's brain once they die you know <sighs> and then we could just have like a bank of yeah, like, hey here's how the world actually the, works and the statute of limitations is that the problem is it could incriminate other people they would need there would need to be like some kind of legal uh, loophole or caveat that anything you might mine from a person's brain that might yeah. implicate people that are alive, you kind of shrug yeah, off and say can't no used, harm, no foul. It can't be used as evidence, but you can you can read about it. Yeah, know? yeah. But the problem is laws are kind of horseshit. You'll have people that'll take the law into their own hands. Yeah. It's, there's it becomes anarchy at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, once you can read people's thoughts, whether they're dead or alive, it's, it's fucking, coming. It's all over. It's coming. It's all. It's over. coming. Yeah. No, it is coming for sure. It's, it's coming. Definitely my, coming. My favorite thing about that looming reality is that racism is done. I think mm. a lot of the uh, faux, or you just you just hear it way more. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> just I think, walking down I think the it's street, so like, common. I think it's guy. so commonplace that it's done because we realize that it's kind of just a yeah. thing that exists in a very uh, almost benign would, would way. You, would you, if let's say tomorrow they came out with a thing that let you do that, and you, could, you just had to put something in your brain, would you do it? No, you. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm I need holding to off wait. for as long as possible. I need to wait for a couple of generations of that stuff. I just, I just worry about hackers, dude. I don't like, want to be the guinea pig for anything. Yeah, I think someone could fucking infiltrate your thoughts and then make you do certain shit. Ha- yeah. Yeah. Having know. said that, I got the vaccine. So yeah, sure. Y- you know, they could activate us at any moment. I'm not that yeah. strong, dude. Yeah. Well, you had you know? to, and up here you you had to. They wouldn't let you fucking look out your window. If you yeah. Well, you don't you don't think something else is coming? Yeah. You listen. You want to have a bank account? You could. I don't want to be the guy who's still getting my passbook done. Yeah, you know what right, I mean? Like I right. could be bullied into anything, probably, dude. I used to work at a bank when I was in high, uh, not high school, when I was in university. Dude. Yeah. And you'd have these old hags that would come in and like say, "I want to get this printed," and I'd be like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And you know what? I, I, in hindsight, I respect them more now. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. Right. Get the mail. Get your statement by mail. Right. I don't care. Well, I think mail is stupid. I've been writing a bit about how we waste a lot of fucking paper in this country, in, in this country, in the world. You know what I mean? Everywhere. There's so much paper being wasted. Like, like for example, I, w- I was. I was back in New Hampshire dealing with some family stuff, and I went back to my New York apartment. I wasn't there for almost a month, and I w- looked at my mail. The mailbox is, like, pretty full, and there is zero— Nothing of value. Zero things I need. Zero things I need. It's all just junk. I could have made a fucking paper mache tree Chinese out of all the bullshit that was in my mailbox. Why are they a lot— like? And, and then we're using t- paper to wipe our ass, using paper to wrap up gifts, then you rip the paper off, you throw it in the fucking ocean. So, like, here's my solution. I order toothpaste on Amazon, and it comes in a fucking carton. Yeah. One thing of toothpaste. Dude, if you're going to send me junk mail, you have to either print it on wrapping paper or on toilet paper so I can at least fucking wipe my ass with your Bed Bath & Beyond coupon. That's- I'm not going to Bed Bath & Beyond. It's overpriced, <laughs> okay? I'm not going to spend $70 on a scale. I'm just remembering a thing I thought about uh, about the mail too I, I have never done this on stage but I wrote this down once uh, I want to be able to opt out 
but yeah. you can't. They right. non-consent. Here's why I don't like the mailman. I never told you you could come on my property. Yeah. Who said you could step on my driveway? I haven't told anybody my you know, address in New York yet. They know. They just send it. They just go current. They non-consensually will send, send you it. stuff. Oh yeah. That's that's the thing that drives me the most crazy about it is the fact that I don't ask for it and I get it anyway. Somebody keeps trying to sign me up for a fucking tennis magazine, dude. I just keep getting this. Like whoever was in the apartment before me just loved tennis. They were getting tennis magazines. Now I get like three letters a month. Like, that's hey, so renew too. your subscription. I'm like, Fuck that's it, so no. hopeful too. being in a tennis in New York in an apartment. You know, yeah. like no one has money in a New York apartment. Right. No one has real wealth or money. You know, like well, mo- unless you're living in a very specific apartment. Sure, sure. Specific that's... floor height. No, no, yeah. no, right. But I feel like most people that are renting apartments in New York don't have tennis money anyway. No. Dude. That's such a depressing. They might have pickleball money. Look, yeah, right. <laughs> that's such a depressing money. look into someone's life and their hopes and dreams. Yeah, dude, they I... wanted to. They, they, they were trying to be in the and maybe he made it maybe that's why he left he was like you know what i'm gonna go to the countryside moving up in the world i'm gonna go to the fucking country club and play some tennis the thing that fucks with me about the mailman i hear what you're saying about the paper the thing that bothers me the most is them coming on my lawn yeah they yeah. think they could just cut across the lawn and and just, i get it it's efficient come. but it's i'm not i'm not a sociopath i get it do your thing walk right, on my lawn right, it's not the right. end of the world but like just just to kind of can we at least point out that it's kind of absurd yeah it is weird that you just have a visitor every can day. i like you know can i maybe Send a notice to the union and say, hey, Canada Post. Hey, U- UP- UPS. Not UPS. USPS. United, USPS. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm out. Yeah. You come on, I'll shoot you. <laughs> right, right. I have a right. Or just like signing a waiver. Yeah. Come on at your own peril. But what about that one important document you get every six years? What are you going to do then? Get a P.O. box or something, you know? Then you can go. I mean, you can do that. It costs money, but you can get a P.O. box. Fuck it, dude. Put a chip in my brain and just fucking send it to my consciousness. Part of me does (laughs) want that, dude. Part of me is like, just fucking put me in the Matrix, you know? Like, like if they came out with float tanks that could, like... Like, my goal is to power somebody's house one day. I want to be their fucking battery in the backyard, you know? What sense? Like, I'll be in a fucking float tank. My brain gives off electricity. You can harness that while I'm tripping balls and getting my dick sucked in the virtual world. Brother... (laughs) They don't even. They can't even power shit with the sun. You imagine how much I'm cognitive right power. Now. Yeah, oh, I'm thinking <laughs> how many a lot. people's cognitive power would have to be harvested in order to generate energy. I feel like I could probably power like this microphone. You lay me in a tank, hook <laughs> just, up the wires. I one just mic. Yeah, I could get something. Or like a light bulb, maybe an alarm clock. Yeah, yeah. Then you then you do something and make it stronger. They can do it. They'll figure <laughs> it out. By the time I'm 75, I'm telling you, bro, that's how we're gonna retire. We're going to be retiring in virtual reality float tank. We're not going to be playing backgammon and chess and shit like that, like those serial killers right now. You're going to be laying in a fucking float tank. They're going to be like, what do you want to do today? You want to go to the fucking Mars? And you just yeah. press a button and you just blast off to fucking Mars. People that play video games with their hands and a controller like people do now, yeah. at that time, 50 years down the line, they're going to be like hunters now. Oh, yeah, totally. They're going to be yeah. seen as like these people that are trying to get connected <laughs> right, right. with their humanity, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and with, with their, uh, their primal. I do think <laughs> that's... Gonna be a liver be, king motherfucker who's like playing a gamecube yeah well i th- i do think that's gonna be the the divide in the world eventually and especially it'll probably start in america because it's tech and tech always seems to start in america is rather than republican or democrat it's gonna be people who want to live in the real world and people who fucking don't want to live in the real world anymore and just want to be in that virtual space where they can be in a box but it feels like they have the the penthouse apartment suite that they always wanted that they knew they could never achieve that hundred million dollar thing but now they can at least feel like it's real yeah and, and also then- like if you could for example if like Shaq was wearing a camera all day long and you could just 
tune in and, and instead of living your shitty life wherever you live you, you, have just, you can just be laying there and you look down you have Shaq's cock you have fucking Superman bed I don't even want Shaq's dunk. cock I just want I want Shaq's wife not because I don't even know who she is I just want to have a woman who's normal sized <laughs> yeah. you know I want to be able to copulate I, w I wish I could shrink my wife my wife my my lady she just she listened to this she just had a fucking ooh, she just had a mini orgasm yeah. <laughs> I'd like to be able to shrink my girlfriend down to a size that would enable me to have a ratio to her that Shaq has to his normal size. Yeah, wife. so she'd have to be. What, it would like just be a, fun, like a carton of milk compared to you, like <laughs> that size, like something. That like would this be big. that would be awesome. <laughs> no, I yeah, that's a that's interesting. I think. What do I think? What was I gonna say? Fuck, I forgot. Technology, VR, augmented reality, all this shit. I don't know, dude. I mean, who who knows what the future holds with this stuff? But uh, I think it's like anything. I think some people will adopt it quickly and, and do it right away and some of them will regret doing that and some of them will have right. growing pains because of that and then other people will just keep doing their lives like they do it now until and then yeah and then you'll have the fucking lizard people that run the world dude who will not even they won't yeah. even they won't even go in a room with that shit they'll be like oh no that that kills you the radiation well, they're the ones making it they're right the ones, yeah, i know yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll still be they'll still be running the eyes wide shut parties exactly. actually fucking getting blown in real life dude. right right you know eat, still eating caviar they'll fucking well what they'll do is they'll load you into the vr world and then they'll just shoot you off into space and forget you exist and eventually you'll just disconnect and unplug and float around for a while and you know you know um I, i'm kind of happy that and it's coming. It's gonna come back. It is. It's coming back. It's 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 not done. Yeah. But but I'm kind of satisfied that the first big push to get us all into the virtual reality was kind of stuffed. Yeah. We stuffed the yeah. takedown. Yeah. Like and two I think... years ago, the metaverse was like this this buzzword that you'd hear a lot of that people kind of were like already I think coming to a point of like mental acceptance. Well, Poor. yeah, I mean, Snoop Dogg, like, paid a million dollars for a property or something like that, and people were paying millions of dollars to, like, yeah. be his virtual neighbor. I was like, what are you, out of your fucking mind? Like, I get it, and it'll probably be a Bitcoin thing where we're like, dude, why didn't we buy property in the fucking metaverse in 2017, bro? We could have been right here. We could have been on top of it, you know? Well, because it has to, where does it end? It has to end somewhere, right? Like, it has to be so absurd at a certain point that you say, no, enough. Surely well, this is, surely maybe, like, the, the real investment is in, like, wood. Yeah. You, right, you know? Right. Like, let's do, let's invest in something like you got to build the pot out of something let's yeah. like try to whatever like, that thing is yeah. right or, or maybe maybe it's uh, a, a tech that uh clones wood right. maybe we don't have to harvest the stuff for the materials in the same traditional yeah, you sense clone you and but put we've them got in to the thing. Yeah, yeah we've got to at least start thinking uh, practically here right right you know right. not just uh, what's the thing that now exists in the new realm that we can make money with in well, the new realm how about we try to like break it down to its core and say, what do we need in order for this thing to exist? Yeah. Okay, concrete, right. water, something. Well, unfortunately, I think that there's so many billionaire companies now and so many people that are trying to create the future, essentially, as far as technology goes, that you're going to have so many of these like super wealthy individuals that own these tech companies or can start a company like that that can build whatever project they want. And and it's not going to be regulated fast enough because they can even do it at a country where they'll never regulate it. And they'll be building fucking robots and yeah. AI yeah, intelligences yeah. and things that go in your head and, and float tanks and all this stuff that like it's going to happen eventually. It's just who nails it because Facebook fucked up. They didn't nail it. And part of that's just because I think the tech isn't there yet where if we could be like the tech kind of sucks, but, but if it could feel no. like right now, imagine if it could feel like how we are right now, like if it just feels like we're in any hotel room in the world and we're just talking like here and yeah. it can, I can feel stuff. Yeah, then it's over. Then it's over. Then it's over. Yeah. 
Yeah, when it becomes seamless, seamless or, and easy, and that's how everything indistinguishable. Was. And, that, and it, it will happen because that's how everything starts. Cell phones were clunky when they first started. They gave people fucking brain tumors that you couldn't fit them in yeah. your pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, "This is stupid. I'm not going to get one." And all of a sudden, sure. you had a flip phone, and everyone got that. And then everyone's like, "Oh, smartphone. That's only for rich people. There's no way that'll work. Oh, it's laggy. It's broken. It only has five apps." And all of a sudden, we all have them in our pocket. Yeah, and it's so. still killing us. You know. Yeah, but exactly. It's just slowly progressing. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you, and. I think where it's really going to get fucked up is or where we're really going to get fucked in terms of our ability to no longer go back or look back and say, nope, yeah, that's over, right. is when you can eat and it feels like you're eating the satisfaction, but it's just a mental yeah, right, feeling. Right, right. It's just tapping into the same like uh, reward system, but you don't have the physical like discomfort yeah that you have you said you had mcdonald's last night at 4 a.m right. yeah how did you feel this morning i felt all- i mean i was gonna feel awful regardless <laughs> right that was, was a drunk decision anyway yeah. but yeah i definitely felt a little worse you know i mean you like, don't you don't want your alarm in the morning to be you having to take a shit you, you know what i mean <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you want to be like oh, I've been there, what buddy. time oh it's now it's now that's, that's the time to every, get up every time i drink yeah no that's that's so well said you you got to expand on that that's yeah. good that's good <laughs> It's true though, man. I mean, if I have a fucking rough night, that's the my that that's is the barometer. my alarm. That's I'm the like, barometer. I will, I will wake up when I have to shit. That's the barometer. How <laughs> rough your morning is. Never the piss comes later. It's always you think you want to have the good shit too, but you never want it to be uh, urgent or well, alarming. Well, it starts good where you're like, oh, a little relief, and then you're just there, and you're just like, oh, it's fucking sick. You're it's, just like, I'm not I've, I've been at the point where I'm like, it's so early, you know. You eat like a spicy slice of pizza at fucking wow. two a.m. or something. You're waking up at like five. I'm like falling asleep while I'm sh- shitting my breath. It's not yeah. good. No, it's like not. I've, I say it on stage, but I'm not healthy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not fat, but I'm definitely swollen. Imagine, <laughs> imagine you could eat the spicy piece of pizza and you could feel like you ate it, but you know you could actually just yeah you could get, get your vitamins mental. through some uh, pill. And through like or even uh, just like through the shake. water that they put you in through your skin absorbing it or an IV. like a never-ending IV. Yeah, or the thing that they put in your brain, you just plug a little fucking port into oh, that yeah. and go. Oh, I got everything I need to be satisfied. Uh, but yeah, you what still do I get want the feel mental like satisfaction now? of what do well, I want would you like? like I mean, I don't know if I would or wouldn't like that. If I could, because that's what a it's lot like of people porn. want. It's like porn, dude. It, it almost like diminishes sex. It's what a lot of people want. But then like scoffing is no longer fun. It is right. fun to occasionally binge eat. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of say, okay, that was a lot. Right. Not eating for a day. Yeah, but a lot of people just want like the taste of something. So if you could simulate the taste of eating McDonald's at 4 a.m., I wouldn't want to eat it. I just want the experience of eating it while I'm fucked up and feeling like I'm satiated, you know? Yeah. Rather than like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I got this booze in my belly. I'm yeah. fucking tired, uh, you know? Like, but if I think that, it, I agree with you. I think if we can figure out how that works for people, and, and at first it'll start like anything, and that's how the Neuralink stuff is starting, is it's going to help with people that need that stuff like it's gonna like it's gonna help oh you can't walk well we're gonna use this technology to help rearrange your brain so you can walk oh you have an appetite deficiency well so we actually can people make first but, or or uh, people on okay, the opposite yeah. side that are too skinny and can't get an appetite you know and they just don't want to eat all the time yeah yeah uh, then you can use that to stimulate them sure. and, or give them the nutrients like an anti-ozempic yeah 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 which well, what a great condition to need you know to rec- <laughs> right to, to live with you need the opposite of ozempic yeah you need to take a pill that gives you an appetite just exactly. so you could scoff yeah i mean I think you'll have a lot of fat people that'll be the first to say, you know what, I'm killing myself. I'm gonna just keep living my same fat ass life. Right, right. But I'm but I'm I'm no longer suffering the negative ramifications of it. That'll probably be the first thing. I don't disagree with you, but eventually, like most things, it'll get widely adopted and then we're 
you know, that's when we'll kind of all be fucked. In the same way that we're kind of fucked now in terms of us, like, always being addicted, to, you know, always being on our phones because we're addicted to, like, stimulation right, constantly. Right. Uh, you know, pornography is a real issue in society now. And you have these, like, gurus that are, like, stay off that shit. You're going to have people that are, like, dude, just eat a steak in real life. Yeah, right, right, right. Count your calories. It's going to be a thing. They're going to, yeah. you, know, you know, have a salad. It's good for you. Don't do any of this gorging shit. I'm like, well, a salad's boring. Looking, you know, it's olive oil. Yeah, olive you oil. can actually eat a salad like, while it looks have like. Have you tasted eating. balsamic vinegar? You know, this is what right. we used to use as as seasoning. Yeah. How about we, you know, wean you off the salt that you think you're eating every fucking day yeah, that you're yeah. really not? Let me get you onto some more holistic shit. Like, and it's not even that holistic. It's just, yeah, like a balsamic. Glaze. Well, that's what I think. That's what I was saying. Is like that's your divide. Your divide's gonna be people that are like, nah, fuck you. Eating a real steak's bad. You have to kill a cow. I'm better for the environment. Yeah. All I gotta do is get injections every day, and I can stink. I'm eating a cow, and I'm not. Or the person who's like, fuck you. Get in the real world. Yeah. I'm gonna disconnect. You know, it's that's gonna be the divide. All I know is when it happens, Snoop Dogg will be there, and he'll be dominating. Yeah, yeah. And he'll just be sitting in his fucking virtual house. Dude, that, that <laughs> dude, that motherfucker is. <laughs> he's everywhere. Dude. He's everywhere. And he has an age today like he looks the exact fucking same as he did in gin and juice he's a fucking whore dude he's a money whore and i kind of respect it you have to respect it he'll take any check that they'll give him he doesn't give a shit dude i was um well he was the real guy was, that was like a gangster rapper that like went into the mainstream the mainstream media, yeah he's exactly. doing fucking martha stewart stuff he's, chill he's doing yeah, sports exactly. center he's you know he's everywhere <laughs> did you ever see him on the olympics last year with uh, kevin hart watching like the equestrian events yeah. and there was a horse like that was a great walking. idea by the, the horse grip walking bro <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> the horse grip what a great idea <laughs> by them sick. to have kevin hart and snoop dogg do that dude <laughs> it was that a was great like, it was a great dynamic i was like finally a fucking good idea on television yeah we, yeah, we don't have any of those anymore. Fuck. Fucking a. I, uh, no, They'll so, remake it. Don't worry. So I, I, um, I tried writing an audiobook with ChatGPT with, uh, with my buddy. And by the way, this is the most damning, sad kind of statement on the entire. This is one of those side of hustles. Like let's this is make one of them. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know how like you'll watch one video on YouTube on how to make more money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you'll watch like one see. video on the housing market or yeah. something, or on like how to. You know, get a home equity line of credit. Totally. Yeah. You know, here's what you got to do. You got to have 12 sub companies under an S corp, and then you can do this and that and that. You, right. I don't own anything. Technically, my Lexus owns my dog. Yeah, exactly. It's like, fucking shut up. If you watch one of those videos where one guy's talking in those like in those kind of you know in those uh, I don't know like platitudes and shit, yeah. it's over for you. Your algorithm is fucked for two days, and totally. you're only gonna get people trying to sell you their webinar, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I saw one webinar once, and I clicked on it, and I actually watched through the whole thing, and it was a bunch of like. It was a couple of kids that were like uh, going on about how they release a bunch of audiobooks through um, like Audible and they don't pay very much because they hire ghostwriters or whatever. I saw that and was like, fuck, I'll just cut out the ghostwriter. Yeah. I'll write it on ChatGPT. Yeah. And yeah. I, I got pretty good at it. We wrote two books with it. And I was thinking, well, you know, books written, we now have to have, you know, we now have to fucking find somebody to like read it. Yeah. And we're you know, going through a list of people that charge like a hundred bucks an hour to read. Yeah. We're looking at British guys. We're looking at, you know, do we want him to sound like he's a Southern gentleman? Right, We're, right, right. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fucking work, right? Cause you got to reach out to these people. They got to answer you. You got to hear yeah, samples. Yeah. And eventually we're like, you know what, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, let's, get a, let's get a, let's get AI to read it. I was going to say, yeah, you know, You're so, I, an AI writer, so I found it. I found out about this site called speechify, which will read anything for you. Yeah. And you can change the accent text. and the voice and all that stuff. Who's too. on it? Fucking Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Sold his rights. 
You could have Snoop Dogg read a book. I'll show it to you after if you like. That's fucking it. awesome. It's insane. That's it's in, wild. It's fucking nuts. They show, you could have had fucking Biden do it or Trump. Anyway, yeah, yeah. But, oh, hey, I forgot how to read. <laughs> anything he could license, he'll do. Snoop. You have to respect He's him. a businessman, dude. He fucking gets it. He, sh- I mean, people like him. He's like one of the most likable guys as far as just a per- I don't know him personally, obviously, but just as a personality of a guy you see. If if he walks onto a set of a show that you're already watching, you're like, oh shit, you're Snoop Dogg's here. Dude, Nobody's like, what the fuck is Snoop Dogg doing? And he gets like, away he gets away smoking weed anywhere, even anywhere where it's wants. criminalized. Yeah. Because they shrug and say, Yeah, it's Snoop. What are you going to do? It's Snoop. What are we going to do? Enforce federal laws? <laughs> Come no, on. No. It's Snoop Dogg. No. no. <laughs> Dude, imagine what a fucking square you have to be to go up to Snoop and say, sir, I'm going to frisk you. Yeah, sorry. You, like, what he, are you smoking, sir? He's got the appeal of, like, he's got he's got the, the will of the masses, you know? Yeah, People will yeah. riot. They, yeah, they would riot for sure. Dude, dude, if a cop went up to Snoop Dogg and I was in the room and he was like, "Hey, sir, do you have any, uh, you know, drug paraphernalia on you?" I'd be like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Yeah, if Snoop got arrested in like Alabama or something like that for fucking drug possession and they had him, dude, they would. I think we would exile the state. Whatever state did it, they would <laughs> yeah. just kick him out. Yeah, it would be Alabama. Too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think even in Alabama they would have his back. They might. Well, he's, there's he's definitely a number of people that would. There's yeah. a number of people that would not, for there's sure. There's definitely a lot of people that would, that not. would not. There's a lot of yeah. people that don't like him in Alabama just because he <laughs> he's black. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's true, yeah. Like, hey, only that? Snoop is Snoopy from Peanuts. <laughs> I'll show you off air. I'll, I'll show you off air. Do you have anything you want to plug before you wrap? Um, yeah, just follow me on social media. I post videos every week at Drew Dunn Comedy. Uh, I'm on tour all summer long, so come see me. Uh, there, drewdowncomedy.com for tour dates or shoot me a DM. Let me know where you're at and we'll have some fun. Cool, bro. Thanks for coming on. I'm at uh, I'm Sam Adamo. I don't know why I always have a I'm at I'm Sam Adamo. I'm at I'm Sam Adamo. Follow me if you don't already. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Give it a like because apparently that helps. I don't know. I think I'm obligated to say that as a person who's on YouTube. Yeah. Do it. I don't know. Uh, Drew, thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah, Appreciate man. Thanks it, for man. having me. This was fun. Yeah, Fuck it was yeah. really cool, bro. Hell yeah. Listeners, we'll catch you next time. Till then, a la prossima. Ciao. in discoteca con lo sguardo da serpente io mi sono avvicinato lei già non capiva niente l'ho guardata ma guardato e mi sono scatenato fredastera al mio confronto era statico e imbranato